It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Welcome to another episode of the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Thanks for being here, friends. My name is Mike Bernard. I am your host. I'm also one of the certified financial planners on the program. And with me in the KFG studios, my business partners and fellow CFPs, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. If you wanted to pull money out of your 401k while you're still working for that employer, are you able to? Hmm. Or should you? There are some recent uh, law changes that are giving more options for pulling money from your 401k, and we're going to cover those and more on today's episode. That's right. If you have a question for the program, this actually, this idea, this entire concept came from a question from a fan of the show. We're going to hit more later. You can call or text us, 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. OnlineWiseMoneyShow.com. You can submit questions right there as well. And then all over social media, wherever you're at, we are there as well. Search The Wise Money Show and connect with us that way also. If your financial life was a blank canvas, then ideally, in an ideal world, what what Bob Ross would be painting here is <laughs> is you would have a three bank account system where you've got a budget in place that handles all of your monthly expenses and you've got margin. There's flexibility. Then you'd have a secondary bank account where you're saving up in advance for all known upcoming expenses like a vacation, like medical deductibles, like the new car or car repairs, all that sort of stuff. And then that third account, you'd have saved up the adequate amount to cover likely possible financial emergencies. So you'd have that three bank account system working. Therefore, if some calamity hit or if the unexpected happens, like life always comes at you fast, you're prepared. And in that sense, you then have the gusto, the courage, the financial structure and system to then save up the right amount with confidence for the long term for your retirement. And there you have it. But here's the thing. Not everyone has a life portrayed by Bob Ross, right? It's it's messy. Real life is messy. You've had circumstances that uh, that have caused you to make some adjustments financially. You've hoped to make certain financial progress that you haven't. And so while you're pursuing getting that three bank account system and all that financial structure in place, while you're pursuing or before you have it, what if you need to get some money out of your 401k? That was essentially the question. How can I get money out of my 401k? Can I, if I'm still working at that same employer? So there are a few different ways that you could, not that you are able to exactly, but it's possible. And then there's a new law that comes into effect next year that we're going to break down as well. So the first way that you could, if your plan allows, get money out of your 401k is through a 401k loan. So let's break that down. Let's talk through it. Well, you got to recognize that a 401k loan is not necessarily available to everybody. You know, your employer, when they set up the 401k and created this as an employee uh, benefit there in in their company, um, they set the rule book also. And you you may want to get your hands on a summary plan description if you wanted to see that rule book kind of laid out in a fairly succinct way. 
but or you could also check with HR or call the administrator of the overall plan. But you have to find out: is this even an option for you? I mean, some why are why do some plans offer it and some don't? There's the administrative hassle. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, companies say, you know what, I don't. That would be an, a nightmare and, and messy, and and so don't want to do it. Others, uh, I've heard this said: we don't want employees viewing their 401k as an ATM machine mm-hmm. or an ATM. Yep. Yeah. And that's kind of a, a little paternalistic uh, view, right? Yeah. But honestly, I, I love it when I hear that from employers because it, it at least demonstrates we care about our employees. We care about their financial life. We care about more than just their work performance. We want their life to be better outside of, of work. Some employers then in, interpret that as, or they'll take that same um, mentality and say, well, let's give them all the options that they can. Let's give them maximum flexibility. Yes, 401k loans, absolutely. Others say, no, let, let's kind of keep things simple, and that way it doesn't become a temptation for, for some people. Yeah, yeah. I look at both ends of that spectrum, and if you say, hey, listen, I'm going to be parental about this and lock it down. I'm not going to allow for 401k loans. I'm not going to allow for in-service withdrawals. I'm gonna. I'm. It's gonna be a lockbox, and because the people can't really handle it, um, I. So I'm not a fan of that approach. I actually would lean on the far other side. But really, the person that needs a 401k loan, that is. That's not the cause. That's the effect. So if I need a 401k loan, what's that effect? an effect of. Sometimes it's an effect that, hey, I have an opportunity that if I take the money out, I can put it someplace else and make more money on it than I could in my 401k. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it might make sense. That is seldom the case. Quite often the case is I've not been able, I don't have the skill to effectively manage the money that I have. And therefore, I'm looking at the 401k as my bailout provision. Yeah, and so I want to get a loan. I've known four hundred one ks that had you could take up to three loans, and there were a number of employees that had three loans. That's that is where the employee education piece comes in. Mm-hmm. Our our retirement plan department does such a great job of doing these educational workshops for the businesses that we have four hundred one ks for, and the results are are pretty astounding. Mm-hmm. So some of the mechanics of the 401k loan, we're not going to get into all these nitty gritty details, but um, if your plan allows, then you're able to take out a 401k loan. Typically, there will be a charge for this, by the way, a couple hundred dollars, maybe. Um, some plans, it's limited to two loans at one time. Kevin mentioned that, it, you know, he saw one where it was three loans. But regardless, there is an overall limitation you can, your loan amount is limited to 50% of your plan balance up to a maximum of $50,000. That's that's it. Um, so those are the rules unless they change the rules and yeah. they have done that. And so, but don't rely on those rule changes. The other thing, and sometimes people have looked at this as opportunistic, I would disagree with that or at least temper that, that view. And that is... Um, you have to pay back that loan over a five-year time period, and you there is some interest that's charged. Well, what's the interest rate? Typically, it's tied to the prime rate, which no one really knows or cares what that is. It's 
It's over 8% right now. But then they add a couple percent to it. Right now, most 401k loans are above 10%. And you might say, well, I wouldn't pay that to anyone. Well, you're actually paying it to yourself. Well, okay, I will. <laughs> right. No, that but but that's what get that's what gets embedded into your calculation for your repayment. And yeah, that loan payment including the interest goes back into your 401k. So you're paying yourself interest, but yeah, I mean, it's still that, interest. That can put you into a cash flow crunch if you're not careful as right. well. If you borrow $50,000, it has a high interest rate even if you're paying it back to yourself. You're paying it off over a five-year period of time in most circumstances, and uh, it's broken down per paycheck. Yeah. So you're in most months, most people are paying two times per month, and you start to feel that. You know, it could be nine hundred bucks, a thousand bucks a month, depending on what your interest rate is and everything. And so it's it's a short-term loan, which means it's an intense uh, payback period. And you just have to be careful that it's not going to bust the budget when you set one of these up. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I know we're not supposed to do math on the radio, but that's a, a meaningful, that's that's over a thousand bucks a month. If I borrowed $50,000 and had to pay it back at 10 and a quarter percent, I am paying over a thousand dollars a month on that loan. If I've got an extra thousand dollars a month of cash flow, do what, I really? <laughs> why do I need that? Right, loan? Do I really need? And, and so you know, if you're if you say, well, I, I gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today, and you're just robbing Peter to pay Paul and a few other, you know, uh, uh, the disciples. Uh, silly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so uh, a few other implications. I mean, yeah, you're, you're you're paying that loan back to yourself, but those dollars have come out of your 401k, so they're not invested. We saw a lot of people try to be opt- opportunistic, saying, "Well, my 401k could go down in value. I'm going to take the loan right now." And then on your contribution, oftentimes your loan payment gets in the way of your contributions. You, you can't, in many instances, can't contribute to your 401k if you don't have the cash flow because you're just paying on your student, or on your student loan, on your, no one's paying on the student loans, on your, <laughs> on your 401k loan. And so you've got to be aware of those the potential tax consequences and other peripheral consequences as well. So a little bit more on 401k loans. And then how else can you draw money out of your 401k if you need to? That more coming up on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. If you have a 401k where you work, hopefully that is viewed as retirement dollars, long-term dollars, you're not touching it. But what if you needed to? Are you able to? We're talking about the few ways that you can do that right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Every episode of the Wise Money Show is on podcast. Wherever you listen, go check it out. Search the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Subscribe to it or follow us there. Rate the program as well. We appreciate it. All right. Ideally, you're not looking at your 401k and and being tempted or looking at that as a last resort to say, how can I get some money? But what if you needed to? What are the rules? What are your options? Well, not all 401ks offer the same features, but the first would be, does your 401k offer a loan provision? Do you have the ability to take a 401k loan? If you do, then you could draw up to 50% of your balance or a maximum of 50 grand. The interest rate is going to be high right now. It's going to be higher than 
than what you would see at a mortgage or something like that. It, it just trends that way. Uh, typically paying yourself back over five years. There are clauses where you could borrow a different amount if you're going to use it for a house and your payback could be over a different time period as well. But most people aren't looking at their 401k to, to buy a house. It's oftentimes more of a short-term loan. So what are the planning implications? Is it just always a good idea? Is it just always a bad idea? What are the risks, pros and cons of doing a 401k loan? Well, I, I look at the 401k loan as a tool. So if I go to my toolbox and I need a hole in the wall, I probably should use the drill. I could use the hammer. I could use a crowbar. Um, my kids used a baseball bat in the basement. <laughs> See, that worked real well. All effective. Yeah, yeah that's what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying, Dad. You don't, you don't need a drill. Get the, um, we're going to hang this picture. Someone get the baseball bat. Um, so, no, I think you have to consider the risks, right? What are the risks? Is, is it risk-free? It's a tool. So should I use this tool? There are risks associated with using the tool. As you look at the rip in my jeans when I was using my chainsaw, there's, there are risks associated with using these tools. So one of the risks is that everything's fine today, and, and Mike just gave me my best review. It was glowing that I've ever had. And two Mondays from now, he says, Kevin, uh, I'm going to free up your future. Mm-hmm. Well, if I have a 401k loan, it's likely that I've got 60 days to pay that loan back. Well, if I was unexpectedly released from my job uh, after being warned 17 times, um, I, th- I, I probably don't have the resources to pay back that loan. And there's, there's, certain, there's also some kind of inflexibility with the loan terms. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the things is if I'm not doing a 401k loan to use to buy a house, I, it's just a five-year loan period. That might be too short. You know, yeah. we look at auto loans now, and what are those? The eighteen years? Yeah, to pay something like that. So, um, yeah. So I think there's so there are some issues with the the inflexibility, and there's an issue that an unforeseen circumstance causes me to lose my job, and now I have to pay the money back right when I kind of need it the most. That's right. That money might be tied up in, you know, another asset or something that you had purchased. And if you can't pay it back right promptly and your former employer now doesn't give an option for making payments ongoing after you've left, then the whole thing is due immediately and you effectively default on the loan. And what does that mean? It gets treated as a distribution from the 401k. And a distribution before age 59 and a half can have penalties in addition to all the taxes and everything. If it was a $50,000 loan and still had a big outstanding balance, that could be a big chunk of income being thrown on top of whatever your salary was and other wages and things. And uh, this this could create all kinds of havoc yeah. in, in your financial life at a time when you already are enduring a hardship of losing your job. Guys, have you ever recommended a 401k loan? Yes. I have, yeah. 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 I've, 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 I've taken them. Yeah. I had I had two business partners that said, hey, um, you can't buy another house. And so I said, <laughs> <laughs> you're I'll going there. You. <laughs> you're, you're going there. Okay. <laughs> so, so I've, I've uh, not recommended it more often than I've recommended it, where 
and what I mean by that is where someone has come in and said, hey, I, I think I need a 401k loan. And I said, OK, nope, let's just wait a second and let's go back to the drawing board and make sure that we that 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 is the right conclusion. And more times than not, it there has been a better option. Um, however, I have recommended it just like you guys. I can't even remember what like I don't think there's a similar fact pattern, though. And maybe no. you guys could find one, but but there again, I would I would have you. It's very easy now with technology. You could probably right now listening to us just log in your four hundred one k and start that process and get it done. Mm-hmm. I would urge you. We would urge you. No, this is a financial planning decision. Mm-hmm. Talk to your certified financial planner that's doing comprehensive financial planning with you first before you do that. Yeah, because because typically if I, it's a hardship type of a thing where. I, that's happened in my life. But a lot of times that hardship is a result of three bad financial decisions that I've made. And I'm two good financial decisions away from course correcting Mm -hmm. and not needing it. Mm -hmm. So this is where I would want to have the self-awareness. What were the three bad decisions that I made that got me here? And the 401k loan is kind of the easy button. And it, it, it feels easy. It's the siren sound that's drawing me in and thinking, oh, I should do this. I should do this. I should do this. And you're thinking, well, money is going to solve my problem. Look, money's not going to solve your problem. Money solves money problems. But if you got there because of a, a, a gap in your skills required, then you need to get busy figuring out how to fill that gap. Yeah, and I'm so glad that you mentioned it being so easy because easy money often precedes mistakes in someone's financial life. And you know, if you, you may have this grand idea of starting your rental real estate um, portfolio Empire. or, yeah, um, maybe you're starting a side hustle or, or something like that and you've been turned down by more traditional financial options for, for funding that, getting loans, that kind of thing. And you've got this one in kind of, kind of the ace up your sleeve, you might be thinking. Uh, you, you could probably throw a home equity line in this category as well. It's yeah. like, hey, it's just sitting there. I'm not using it. I could easily go tap into $50,000 right now and boom, we're you know we're the high bidder on a property, or we've made that purchase, or whatever. And the risk is that when it's so easy, you don't vet your opportunities quite as well. Mm-hmm. It, it's too easy to just charge into something that maybe you should be running from, actually. Mm-hmm. So to to me, one of the protections against using a four hundred one k loan or a home equity line um, inappropriately or um, in a way that could get you hurt. It is by having wise counsel in your life. Mm-hmm. It's by having you know, not just your spouse and maybe trusted friends, but a professional who knows your financial life inside and out and can say, you know what, I, I see that that's an opportunity, but it isn't in alignment with what you've stated are your most important priorities and most important goals. And so even though you can, it doesn't mean you should. Mm-hmm. Who in your life is having those kind of conversations with you? Mm-hmm. If the answer is nobody, then maybe your first action before you would ever consider a 401k loan is um, you know, getting that financial advisor in place, getting a professional um, guide or coach. Yeah, we had a manufacturing company reach out to us and say, hey, can you help us with our 401k plan? 
And we said, absolutely. And they said, no, 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 look, we don't need help with necessarily the administration of it. Now, they had north of 100 people, so that's where they got into the pooled employer plan and got rid of the the audit and saved some meaningful money by having us take care of it. But their issue was they had a number of people. There was almost a line outside the door of HR of people that wanted to get 401k loans because on the floor, when someone says, hey, I had a little financial hiccup and I solved it with a 401k loan, all of a sudden, everyone's got the hiccups. <laughs> and so they're like, well, shoot, I got, uh, I've got that problem. I have a problem, too. Well, what about my problem? I think that loan will solve my problem. Yeah. And, and it rarely, it, it rarely does. It can be a tool. And so that trusted advisor in your life, you are going to want to, you know, Hey, they will tell you trust that Hey, if that's the right idea, then they're going to suggest that you do it. But they're also going to explore whether there are better ideas or a more right solution. 401k loans, are, that's not the only way you could get money out of your 401k while you're still working there. We're going to cover those additional options and more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. If you need to get some dollars out of your 401k, should you? Okay, that's financial planning question. And then are you able to? What are your options? Well, we're helping with that right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Make sure you check out the YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, search the Wise Money Show. Every episode of the talk show is there as well. Uh, but so is a lot of other content. Odds are, if you've had a financial question, faced a financial circumstance, we've created content about it. That entire library is there on that YouTube sh uh, channel. So go check it out. Go to YouTube, search The Wise Money Show, subscribe to it there, turn on notifications as well. All right. So you, if you need money, is your 401k an option? And I'm not saying the old 401k. I'm talking your current 401k with your current employer right now. Is that an option? Well, they might offer a 401k loan. And just because you can doesn't mean that you should. They also might offer something called hardship withdrawals. Now, we're not going to get into all the the details, the gruesome details of these, because honestly, there's, they're kind of overlapping and confusing and so on. But it used to be, and I feel like, guys, this was at the beginning of our careers, where if you wanted to draw money out of your 401k, you really couldn't. It was a loan. That was it. IRAs had hardship withdrawal rules via what was called 72T. And that wasn't 72 options that you had. It was just a handful of options, but it allowed you to draw money out of your IRA for certain reasons. And yes, it'd be taxable, but there would you'd avoid the 10% penalty if you met these, these qualifications. And for the most part, 401ks, you just couldn't. Well, now there are hardship, there are hardship rules or hardship uh, withdrawal options. And some of those hardship withdrawal options, you well, all of them you have to pay, it's taxable money, and you can't pay it back. It's not a loan. But some of them, you avoid the 10% penalty. Some, you still are subject to it. Yeah, you know, even the term hardship withdrawal is a little bit of a misnomer. The, the IRS has a list of events that could be occurring in your life. Uh, you could Google it if you wanted to spend some uh, wasted time on the IRS website. <laughs> But, um, you know, even, even some of these hardships, like buying a house, buying your primary residence is an excuse to pull money out of a 401k and not get penalized. 
you're still gonna still gonna pay the taxes. But I don't consider that a hardship personally. Uh, another one is uh, paying for up to twelve months of college expenses, like uh, it's tuition and fees. I think I don't I don't know that room and board counts necessarily, but. Yeah. Um, the, the point is, I, I don't think of those as a hardship necessarily. Maybe you would if you said, no, we really need to buy a house and we don't have another way to tap into down payment type money, that sort of thing. It feels like you're backed into a corner and it's your only option. So you call that a hardship. Um, I think of it as a positive event happening in your life. And this is one way you're trying to fund it. But uh, again, it, it it goes back to, well, just because you can, does it mean you should? Um, you you are maybe potentially creating a hardship for yourself, ironically, down the road in retirement because you're tapping into retirement dollars that aren't going to be allowed to grow and accumulate and fully mature into a nest egg that you can live off someday. So I, I, I'm always hesitant, um, even when you're doing these proactive things. But the true hardships on the list are are events that are often out of your control. I mean, that this is like you are in a crummy situation health-wise. You know, there could be medical expenses that you're pulling money out for, maybe uh, a, a lost spouse that you need final expenses like burial and funeral and things like that. Those are considered hardships and on the list. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, I just have a hard time putting all those in one category as hardship. Agreed. Agreed. So. Um, okay, so hardship withdrawals, that's the that's the second way you could get dollars out of your 401k. Now, some of you who are very astute might be thinking, well, wait wait a second, didn't in the Secure Act 2.0, they created some additional options. Yeah, 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 that's the fourth one we're going to hit. I'll, I'll share those sidecar, and there's some other changes that, uh, that are coming here starting next year. So second way is hardship. Third way that you could get dollars out of your 401k while you're still working there actually doesn't have to deal with, traditionally doesn't have to deal with, you needing to get your hands on cash. Instead, there could be a, a desire to get some dollars out of your 401k so that they can be invested differently or held in a different type of account. This is called an in-service withdrawal. Um, your plan needs to allow this. So you'd need to check with HR, they might not know, or your the, the 401k advisor, they might not know either, or you might not even be able to get access to them, or your summary plan description, that would, that would have it. But an in-service withdrawal means while you're still working in service, you could withdraw these dollars and not just get your hands on them, but you could also transfer them to an IRA and invest them differently. So that's the third option, guys. What else would you share about in-service withdrawals and what are the planning considerations as well? Well, I, I think when you hit 59 and a half, typically, some plans allow you to take a portion out as you go. Some plans allow you to take it all out as you go. Some plans you have to wait till you're 59 and a half. Some plans you, have, you can only take out the employee contributions. So it's based on the plan document. I've even mm -hmm. seen some at 60 as opposed to 59 and a half, which it almost, I, you could. I've seen one at 65. I didn't know you could push it that far. Yeah. If you're still working for your employer, normally. Well, I, I feel like I've been one up here. Uh, yes, you I, have. I saw one on you. at 72 and three months. <laughs> <laughs> No, the, the issue is this is meant to be a retirement savings vehicle, right? And so most employers or many employers, I'll say, 
um, say, you can't get access to this money until you either reach a certain age that we've called the retirement age under this plan, Mm -hmm. or until there's been a separation of service. In other words, you don't work there anymore. And when that's the case, you have uh, you know other options to roll it over into an IRA, cash it in, move it to your new employer's plan, uh, all kinds of options. But that's because you've had a separation of service. Mm-hmm. We're talking about while you're still working for the employer, mm-hmm. some plans do allow you to take a withdrawal, and I, I think that's what you're referring to. Yes. And so why would you do that? There's a number of reasons why you would do that. I'll give you a great example. I'm 59 and a half, and I'm looking at, and, and I'm I'm a saver, not an investor. So I really don't use the investment options in the 401k. I got a pile of money in there, and I've got a money market account. That And you say, well, th- there are some online money market accounts that are paying 4.5%, right now. But the money market account in my 401k is only paying a percent and a half. And so you say, well, that's not good. Um, I want to get better income, or you have a stable value fund that's paying 2.2%. And you say, well, wait a minute, I can get a treasury bill at 5.3%. So you, and that's just, that's just kind of an anecdotal example, but there are investment choices that may be available to you outside the 401k that are not available to you inside the 401k. So that is likely one of the reasons why you would do that. If you said, hey, I have a professional money manager that I want to hire so so that person can worry about my money and I can stop worrying about my money, you can you can roll it out into an IRA, have that person advise on that, make sure, think the F word, right? Fiduciary. This person is a fiduciary. It's in a uh, advisory account, and there's the, basically think conflict-free advice. Yeah, I'm glad you specified that this is usually used as a rollover into an IRA, and that way you avoid a taxable event with penalties and things like that. If your employer lets you do an in-service withdrawal, you could take cash out, dump it in your checking account, pay taxes, pay penalties, and now you've got free reign of that money. You can do whatever you want with it not advisable in most most circumstances, right? Instead, if what Kevin is referring to as, you know, better investment opportunities outside of the 401k, that should still be inside of an IRA in most cases. Right. 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 And so that that way you're not creating the taxable event. You're letting this money continue to grow tax deferred and you won't pay the tax until you get to retirement and you start spending the money instead. There's been all sorts of studies out there. Uh, well, two of them, really, two categorically. One, on average, there is a retirement readiness gap. People need to save up more. And then two, more people are comfortable saving into their 401k if they have fewer investment choices. So paralysis by analysis sort of thing. And what that has caused is very limited investment options within people's 401ks. And therefore, as you get closer to retirement, when you've got a bigger nest egg there, it's hard to get a fully diversified investment portfolio with the right investment strategies. Therefore, an in-service withdrawal may make a lot of sense for those of you as you approach retirement. All right. So what are some of the other ways, new rules, if you will, on how to get money out of your 401k while you're still working? We've got that more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. 
Thanks for being here. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Stay up to date on all Wise Money content. Find us online, wisemoneyshow.com, and then all over social media, wherever you are, we are there as well. All right, so received a question from a fan of the show. Am I able to draw money out of my 401k while I'm still working at that employer? And we've that's sort of been the headliner topic today because there's three primary ways that historically you've been able to do so. Not that you should, but you can. And as again, you know, it's not that everyone's uh, got these choices. Your plan needs to allow it. One is a is a 401k loan. Talked about the pros and cons and the big interest rate that that comes along with that right now. Second is potentially you qualify for a hardship withdrawal. That withdrawal would still be taxable, may even be penalized. It's not a loan. You can't put the money back in, but you'd be able to get the dollars out for certain reasons. Um, And then third, though, isn't for needing the cash, but it's more so desiring different investment outcomes, different investment strategies, different investment choices, and that would be an in-service withdrawal. That I've seen make more and more sense over the past several years because of the limited investment choices people have within their 401ks uh, as you approach retirement. So there's actually a fourth option. And I'm going to lump these all together. Well, no, I'll I'll share the one that seems to make the most sense and then we can hit some of the others. But the reason why I'm saying, well, this is sort of an add-on is because you can't even do it yet. This is a new rule put in place by the Secure Act 2.0, but you didn't know it as that. You knew it as the omnibus spending bill that allowed us to keep the government open for six months until we had a crisis event on June 1st, which delays the crisis event coming at the end of 2024. There you go. Um, but they snuck in a whole bunch of tax law changes into this omnibus spending bill at the end of 2022. So here's the fourth way that you could get access to your 401k. It's not available until 2024, but here's what it is. A sidecar account. Yes, I think that's the prevailing term that they're using, guys. And maybe you can tell me if you've heard it some other way. But a emergency withdrawal exception, or excuse me, an emergency savings account that's connected to your 401k. So this is, it's your 401k, but it's this side little account that you can contribute up to $2,500 into, and then you can draw money out of that out of that uh, side account as you need to for emergencies, okay? So you could put up to $2,500 into this little side account that your 401k administers for you, and then use that amount as needed for emergencies. Did they define what an emergency is, or do you get to define that? It's Christmas. Christmas emergency? Yeah, I mean, it, this is essentially the Christmas club that the credit union's been running forever. Mm-hmm. And so I um, I have an, an opinion on this. Uh, <laughs> what, uh, what I would do, I would tell a young person, and this might sound not great, but I would tell a young person, hey, when you go to work, get into the 401k, and put money into the Roth side of the 401k and um, put as much as you can afford, at least as enough to capture the company match, even if you have student loan payments, right? Beans and rice, beans and rice. Um, but then when you leave that job, statistically you're going to leave that job. That 
those Roth dollars that after tax contribution that went in, you can access those dollars. I would encourage you to not access those dollars, but if you said, "Hey, what's what's the mega sidecar account?" It's it, the Roth. Yeah, it'd it be yeah. it'd be putting money into the Roth four hundred one k because when that money comes out, what I would want you to do is put it in your Roth IRA and start building the mega Roth. But if your if, if there are unforeseen circumstances or life happens and you yet your 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 skill level isn't yet where it needs to be. That's okay. It's kind of like I would call it the Mulligan account more so than the sidecar account. Um, but there is technically the sidecar. But if you're if if you're sophisticated enough to do the sidecar account, you you shouldn't. You shouldn't need it. I don't think so. Yeah, because mm-hmm. this has gotten. I mean, it's wildly complicated, and um, so a couple of the rules your contributions that go into this are after tax but it's not i don't believe it's roth because there the contributions will go into a cash or cash-like investment and if that's earning interest i believe that interest is going to be taxable to you that's i believe um you could be auto enrolled into this up to three percent of your pay you even though you're contributing to this side account it still makes you eligible for a 401k match that actually goes into your actual 401k. That's um, the main point, right? Yeah. It's that a lot of people are trying to get, especially when they're younger, they're trying to get themselves established. They should be building an emergency fund before they get too excited about long-term goals like retirement and saving for a house and, and stuff like that. But the problem is, as you're saving money into a true emergency fund at the bank or some other liquid savings type vehicle, you're not contributing to the 401k with that money. Therefore, you're not getting the match. So this does potentially open up the opportunity for someone to do something good to help build a foundation in their life while still capturing company match. Our hope would be that you could do both, right? Mm -hmm. That you can at least minimum fund your, your retirement plan at work. And by minimum, I say enough to get that company match that Kevin was referring to. Yeah. Bare minimum. Don't don't leave any free money from your employer on the table. But before you get too excited about going further, because minimum funding is not enough for you to reach your goal off of. Right. But before you do start taking up your contributions to the right level, getting a good foundation in place, a good emergency fund, I think is is important. And to me, I would traditionally define a minimum emergency fund at the bank as, do you have at least enough money to equal your like one pay periods take home pay? I, I don't I don't buy into the thousand uh, dollars into the baby emergency fund. That that number has been thrown around since Dave Ramsey had hair, and <laughs> it's too small now, right? A thousand dollars doesn't go real far. Yeah. It's never changed. It's always been $1,000. And I, I say, now, based on your income level and your financial picture, um, your your bare minimum emergency fund should be at least a paycheck. Yeah. But that's not enough either. You really need to be closer to three to six months worth of emergency or worth of spending in an emergency fund. 
And that all presumes that you're also funding the things that could become emergencies in your life, like car repairs and home repairs and things like that. That's your other, the second bucket in our three bank account system that you hear us talk about so much. So here's what Josh is saying. And by the way, I've known Josh for almost 20 years. That's the closest he's ever come to insulting anyone. And I don't (laughs) think that was an insult. It was close, though. And uh, so they, they... I don't think that's an insult. I don't think so either, but it was, it was his toes got there. It was very close. And so anyway, what Josh is saying is this emergency sidecar, blah, blah, blah. It's not really an emergency fund. You've So we've created all this complexity and I just don't think it's going to help that many people. I, I just, I just don't. And it's so, not, it's not big enough. And the other, like if I have a, if I have an emergency, it's big. It's ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so because therefore... my refrigerator went out. <laughs> <laughs> so Kevin, I think you're 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 exactly right. I think because of the limits that they put on this thing, it's going to be more so like yeah. that oh, Christmas club or whatever. Yeah. There's a couple other changes that were baked into the Secure Act 2.0 that will give you more option to draw money from your 401k that are beyond this little sidecar account. So one, you're now there's a longevity privilege. If you have been with that employer for 25 years or more, then you're able to draw money out of your 401k. That's new. Uh, there's a qualified dis- distribution recovery or disaster recovery distribution. Okay. So you could get up to $22,000 oddly specific, that can spread over three years and you could repay it. Wow, that is wildly complicated. Terminal illness, that is also now uh, domestic abuse, that's also. And then finally, there's an emergency withdrawal exception where you could get $1,000 as if that's going to solve a lot of all your problems. $1,000, that starts next year as well. You've got three years to repay that. And you can't take another thousand until you repay or you last that three years. It's guys, it's just wildly complicated. There are more choices. That's good. Work with your certified financial planner to see if any of those choices apply to you and which ones make sense. And I would still encourage you to be pursuing that financial foundation. All right. That's all the time we have for today. On behalf of Josh Gregory, Kevin Corhorn, all of us at KFG, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Let's have good dialogue as opposed to let's force a question in. Sound good? Yeah, let's not force a question in. Are you sure? Thanks for the courtesy chuckle there. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.